Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another Geek Town Behind the Scenes podcast. I'm your host Dave Elliott and in this episode I'm talking to hair and makeup artist Susie Glass. Susie is a New Zealand-based hair and makeup artist. She's been working in the industry for many years. Her latest project is Fantasy Island, which comes from Columbia Pictures and Bloomhouse. It is a remake of the classic 70s American TV show, although it's Bloomhouse, so it obviously gets very dark very quickly. It was a really fun project to work on. She's got a whole bunch of other things she's worked on as well. One of the big TV projects she worked on was the Spartacus series. She worked across that entire run of uh, all three seasons of that so we talk a little bit about that she has a couple of new projects coming up one being the wilds which is an amazon prime series again set on an island uh, and another project called triangle which is also set on an island so this has become a bit of a theme for her at the moment uh, we do joke a little bit about that she was wonderful to uh, sit and talk to i really enjoyed this chat she talks a lot about the um, process in the makeup we get a great michael rooker story out of her there's a whole bunch of different things on here one of the next movies to be released which she's also working on is the live action disney milan movie where she was crowd makeup supervisor so we're doing hundreds and hundreds of extras for that so she talks a little bit about that as well she was lovely to talk to here is the interview with Susie glass when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's lovely to have you on. We've done, uh, I've spoken to a few makeup and hair people before, but not that many. So uh, mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have. So we, I do a lot of composers and stuff. So it's nice to have a something different on. <laughs> yes, yes. So why don't we start off with a little bit of background? How did you become a film and TV makeup artist in the first place? Right. Well, it was very much uh, right time, right place. Um, lucky for me. Yeah. I trained as I trained as a hairdresser in my late teen when I left school and just was always passionate about the whole thing. You know, Mm. I loved makeup, but, you know, there was no schools in New Zealand um, back then. Right. 
<laughs> and so I, a little bit of self-teaching and I happened to come upon a wonderful woman that was um, just back from Paris, having been a trainer for L'Oreal in Paris, did a private course with her and ended up on another course and got offered a job on the spot for um, television network. <laughs> and for the next couple of, so that was very much right time, right place. And because I had the two skills, I was snapped up. And mm. so for the next couple of years, I was in the mad world of current affairs and nightly news and sports television. <laughs> so it was, um, in hindsight, a wonderful, wonderful training ground. You know, you you don't get take two on live television, you know, you've really got to nail it. Yeah, no, absolutely. You've gone on from, from doing nightly news and stuff. You've got on to do kind of uh, a lot of TV and film. The latest thing you've been on is Fantasy Island. This is a, a basic Based on the 70s TV show, but very, very different because it's Bloomhouse. So, of course, there's a lot of horror and gore and violence in it. Yes, it's well. very dark. Yeah, they, yes, everyone disappears down their respective rabbit holes very, very early on in the journey. Yes. Seems mm-hmm. to be very much a film of two halves. There's a sort of light, starts off quite light and then gets dark very quickly, as you say. Yes. How was the experience working on the film? I loved it. I, it, was, it was quite a physical endurance race as well because we really... Really, there was no sound stages. There was no trailers. There was no real luxury. I mean, the most luxurious part is what you well, what you will see is when they arrive on the island, and we were on an incredible privately owned island. But again, there was no trailers. There was no infrastructure. So yeah. our makeup area was was one of a, a bourree that all the beds had been piled up against the wall, and <laughs> the mirrors went up, and only the cast were allowed to use that bathroom. That kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it was the heat we really battled up against. Really Really, and just keeping everyone bright, shiny, and and beautiful. Um, and then, of course, the lovely thing with Fantasy Island is that everyone had their story and their own journey. So it was lots of little stories within the within the story. And so, you know, next minute we're in the jungles, and again, no soundstage, no greensman. We're just we're just in the jungles, and we're we're hiking up to the mommy caves, to the real physical caves. So, I mean, it looks incredible because they're really apart from some interior caves and the sort of what we call the torture chamber, um, we were out and about. So, you know, it was incredibly physically challenging as well, but rewarding because, you know, every day you got home and you survived another day. Yeah, yeah. Um, It it was Fiji it was shot on mainly, wasn't it? That's right. All Fiji. Yeah. And we lived on a ship for the first two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, And because on on this privately owned island, there there was the main house and there was some Bordes, but not enough for a whole film crew. So we'd get boated in on our little jet boats every morning to the island, and then zipped back for lunch and <laughs> in the evening. So it was it was luckily it worked out really well. We had um, we quickly all became family pretty quickly. Yes, I can imagine you would living in that circumstances. As you said, it's sort of this this film of two halves. You're dealing with hair and makeup for the sort of pretty arrival stuff, and then I guess. You, you're getting kind of grungier as you go through the film. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, what, what's your approach to that? How, how, what were the issues you were dealing with with that? Well, we really had to, I mean, luckily our wonderful director, Jeff, um, you know, him and I were 
we're on the same page right from day one, which really cut out a lot of wasting of time. But we really had to be really smart with our techniques and products we were using because of, one, our lack of time and infrastructure, and two, because of the conditions. We were in tropical heat and also we were in water a lot. So it really had to go back to basics and really think about what was going to work. And if it didn't work, what was plan B? So everything had to have a plan B. You know, if it slid off, fell off, washed (laughs) off, we had to replicate it really, really quickly. So there was no, look, let's just get them back to the trailer. It's going to take half an hour. There was none of that. We were literally backpacks on, thinking on our feet and just doing in situ repairs. But you know, the, the products and techniques are so wonderful now that I'm happy to say that we, we chose well Good. with our, you yeah. know, w- with our methods. Yeah. Helps they have an attractive cast as well, I guess. <laughs> well, they weren't shabby, to be honest. They weren't shabby um, and there was no complaints. But, and, you know, and that aside, they were all 100% on board. They knew what they were coming to. You know, they knew there wasn't, they weren't going to have a trailer to sit in. They knew, wow. I mean, we had only four of us on the makeup team. There was only three makeup mirrors in the in the little van. <laughs> so myself as a designer, I had one station and my key hairdresser shared it with me. So right. <laughs> it was, you know, literally we were all climbing over each other and booting the door open that didn't open properly to get out, you know, just, but we made, it was what it was and it just really became Fantasy yeah. Island, really. We, we were in it. We were living it. Yeah. The cast is uh, is great, actually. It's, it's Michael Peña, who I adore, uh, Lucy yeah. Hale, Maggie Q, Porter Doubleday, Jimmy O. Yang, Mike Vogel. Oh. I know she's got Mike Rooker in there as well, who I I, I know, love. Rooker. Oh, Goodness me, he bought one hundred. He bought one hundred percent to his story. You know, his first shoot day, we're on top of a, gosh, a hill slash mountain, and it was it was brutal. The heat. I think that was my. I think that was physically one of my hardest days as well. And the poor guy was doing most of his own stunts. And <laughs> you know, applause to Michael Rooker. He's. Yeah, threw himself heart and soul into that for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful guy. He he actually uh, they did a panel at Wales Comic Con last year, and it was Sean Gunn and him. Michael was late. Sean turned up and started the panel. It was all going lovely and calm, and they're asking questions <laughs> and getting answers. Door bursts open, and all hell breaks loose. And in comes Rooker. <laughs> in comes Rooker, and the entire place. It's it's just it's up online actually. We've got it up on the web on the website. It, it is yeah. one of the funniest panels. I have ever seen because he just took the mic and was wondering, asking questions of the audience, not really answering oh, things. He was hilarious. Well, that's him. And I, I mean, and my children came over very briefly to visit and my young daughter, Michael, convinced her that um, his uh, he really was blue and that it was mum's makeup that just made him look like a normal human. Um, and in fact, his spaceship was where he slept, but was on top of the hotel roof. Right. So um, there was no comeback from that, really. That's that's what it was. Yes, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, out of all the characters, was there any any particular challenges with any particular characters? Well, I, I mean, you know, the, the heat aside and keeping everyone, you know, still believing that, apart from the jungle soldier scenario where they really could look like hot, sweaty messes. Yeah. Um, but um, Dr. Torture, the wonderful main reactor, did his stapled mouth. You'll, you'll 
I don't want to give too much away. But um, I I created his character makeup with them, and he's an incredibly imposing physical character. He's about six foot six. Um, And he's an ex-professional rugby league player here in Australia. Right. Come stunt action actor. He's wonderful. And um, just keeping him in one piece was challenging. You know, you'll (laughs) see – You'll see with it, he's quite terrifying to look at. I and he was 100% on board. He let me shave his head and shave his eyebrows off, nice. which is no, which is not a flattering look, you no. know. And he'd he'd be walking around the resort where we were living, and he did not look like he was on holiday. He was, you know, <laughs> kind of a freaky looking character. Even that's without his makeup on. So just keeping him in one piece, really, because he did all his own stunts as well. And, you know, he was in the torture chamber. He was in the jungle doing terrible things. So it was just making sure that he kept up his weird-looking skin tone. Um, So we were just on him constantly just to make sure that by the end of the day he still looked in character yeah. and nothing had slid down, you know, slid down the sinkhole, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any particular uh, shots on or, you know, looks on that, that shoot other than the one you just mentioned that you're particularly proud of how it turned out? Well, I think I need to do a shout out to the, the burn man and the team behind that. We had, um, that was our sort of one and only major prosthetic Right. build on the film um, and again Main Reactor New Zealand created that and Dan Perry and Deb Watson applied that on the day you know that was a journey that was about a five six hour build and to keep that young man cool in the suit Oof, all yeah. day was was quite something we had you know it really came down to health and safety as well um, he had to be kept in what if we could find an air-conditioned environment and in the jungle he was just kept in a van you know right. um, with the engine with the engine running <laughs> which looked terrifying because you know the poor locals from the village would walk past and this creatures <laughs> yeah. is sitting in this van it's so bizarre our world and um, and at the very last moment he would be invited out to come on to set, you know. So big shout out to all for that care factor and and the look. Um, And I guess for me, because we literally hit the ground running and we were only a team of four, was, you know, everything we did was literally what I call in situ and situation Mm. on set with there's a black eye effect, there's lots of running black blood eye, not a bruised eye. Um, There's a lot of blood involved um, and gunfire, you know, and we were doing all that there and then. So I'm just proud for the resilience really of my team and the actors just being so patient with us and being on board and wanting their characters to really sell it. So for me, it was making it believable. I just want, you know, the audience to sit there and go, oh, dang, that, that looks sore or, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's just gross. Don't want to look at that. You know, that's when, you know, that's when I'm happy when, yeah. you, when you're sitting in a, sitting in a theater or wherever, and you hear someone a couple of rows along go, oh, it's like, yes, <laughs> got it. Yeah. <laughs> so when it comes to the things like blood, is it stuff that you are, are kind of buying off the shelf at this point or is it stuff you're mixing yourself? A little bit of both, but in this, again, you know, we, we're blessed with such wonderful products now and you know going right back to reading the script and knowing the conditions and locations we were going to be in I needed to know what these products would be able to stand up with yeah and you know the Fleet Street range of bloods I know them well I did Spartacus um of course yeah you know and we'll so <laughs> fair, fair to say I got to know the blood all the blood products very well yes um so I went back to the, I went back to my favorites and I knew what I could do with this product I knew I could mix it play around with it, dry it, 
wet it, reactivate it. So again, there wasn't a lot of lead-in time to Fantasy Island. So sometimes, you know, you've got the grace to be in your workroom playing around. But I literally just had, you know, everything had to be shipped over before the Christmas. And then we arrived January the 3rd and <laughs> there was no Sephora's in Fiji. You know, literally you, if you didn't have it, you needed to figure it out. So right. again, thanks to the blood products that I was familiar with, they totally stood up to everything we put them through and, you know, came across a few new waterproof products and waterproof, sweatproof foundations. Thank you, <laughs> Kristen Dior. Um, and really, and it was all about application and technique as well. You know, if it needed to be repaired, you needed to be able to do it quickly. And mm. as I said, there was no going back to the trailer and cooling down and starting again. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah you know. And, and at one point, even with Portia, we were up in these caves in, in the jungle and there was a river and she had to be wet. And I was like, you know what, the, the water gun spray isn't going to cut it. And she said, well, should I just jump in the river? I said, perfect. So, you know. <laughs> Awesome. I am. Um, the, pro- the producers looked slightly horrified as she jumped, you know, walked into the river and submerged herself. Um, but there you go. I knew that everything she had on her face and her body would be a okay with that. Yeah, that's fabulous. You mentioned that uh, one of the other shows you worked on was Spartacus. Uh, you've done a whole bunch of other things since then, which we'll talk a little bit about. Yes. But I mean, Spartacus, I, I love that series and I, I yep. thought it was just wonderful. What are your memories of, of working on that show? Because uh, you, you were you on right from the all, all the way through. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I was um, I was a set supervisor on that. So you know I had my own characters and I was personal to a few of the leads and guest cast, but predominantly I ran set. So I was sort of the the all seeing eye on set um, and I was the go-to for the director or my team because we were quite a large team as, as you can imagine yes. to keep the conversations down I was the go-to it was like well what do you think of this have we got enough blood here or got enough there and I was the person that went more generally I'd say more, <laughs> more. stunt guys <laughs> yeah. more the stunt guys would like oh don't ask her don't ask her <laughs> because they knew that I'd just literally empty the bucket over them of blood <laughs> or guts or whatever dreadful thing was happening that day so that was became a bit of a running joke when they'd see me coming they'd go oh no 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 you know and this so I think that was one of my um biggest memories and also you know it's the, the movie world is crazy you know and you've probably noticed they weren't wearing a lot of clothes at times yes. um and you know we shot that in the winter you know, it's not glamorous. Yeah. So, you know, memories of these poor guys and, and women all robed up and then rehearsing and, oh, off the layers come. And, of course, then the blood would need to be reapplied or whatever would need to be restuck down. So, again, there was a big trust factor. You're really in people's personal space. So thank goodness for the cast, again, we're just wonderful. So we, we all became a, a good team and had to be very patient and very mindful with each other because – the actors as well, it was, you know, they did a lot of their own fight sequences. You mm. know, you've, you've seen it. Obviously, they had wonderful stunt doubles, but those guys and women really were getting their asses kicked. So yeah. we had to be gentle too. You know, they, you know, there was real bruises. And again, they'd be like, shall we cover them? No, 
I want to see it, you know. <laughs> so it was all the opposite normally of no cover it, cover it. It was like, no, no, yeah. more, more. Yeah. More uh, was more. <laughs> that, I mean, it, it's one of those shows that was only around for, for three seasons, but it seems to have such an impact because a lot of the cast, you know, John Hanna was sort of known before then, but I mean, people like right. Manu Bennett wasn't known as yes. much and Katrina Law, Lucy Lawless, Liam McIntyre. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure Randy Whitfield, had he not unfortunately passed oh. away, would have would have gone on he would have been huge he really would have been he was incredible and a wonderful kind charismatic yeah he he really had an x factor when he walked onto set it was just like okay here come here is but you know he was wonderful yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, it's such a tragic loss that, but it's such a wonderful series that, and uh, I, I loved what they did with it. And uh, I'm just shame there was a little bit more of it, to be honest. But, uh, but uh, I enjoyed what we had. Uh, in terms of other things you've you've worked on, uh, you mentioned a couple of the new projects there. The, it's funny reading your list because there's like Fantasy Island, and then there's The Wilds, which is about a group of teenagers that become subject of an experiment on a remote yes. island, and Triangle, yes. which is a family vacation. <laughs> which gets stuck on an island and I'm like are you just picking jobs that are on oh, exotic look, islands it, it hasn't gone unnoticed <laughs> down here and I have been rung up very recently and the producers pitched a show to me I've been they've invited me to see my CV and he goes look you're not familiar with this but um, how does this sound a person on holiday is in a plane crash ends up washed on an island I said are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, you know, and we're shooting it here and there. He said, is, would that be something familiar? It's like, yeah, it's um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's becoming my natural habitat. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's no bad thing if it sort of allows you to be surrounded. I mean, I know you're not always on a tropical island when you do these things, but, you know, it's an area you know well, at least. Yeah, well, I mean, again, you know, harking back to Spartacus, and I'm very grateful because, you know, with my team, I can turn around and say to them, not Spartacus blood, we're doing such and such blood. So everyone knows what Spartacus blood is, you know, <laughs> and, and my world. So I'm going, not Sparty blood. We're, we're doing this and, and then again with dirt you know we got it down to a t on on spartacus especially on set as set supervisor it'd be mm. like what levels i'm going we're going to a level three and we broke it down we had level one we had level two and we had level three which is you can imagine was the most hot mess that you could yeah. imagine so again it, it's kind of we, we've picked up a little language here with artists that worked on spartacus that i can say no no just level one guys and yeah. everyone gets it you know, and level one's just a nice little bit of attractive dirt. And, you know, I haven't really done much level three since Spartacus, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Do you, if you have, do you have the same grading with the blood as well? Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Definitely. So, it just, it, it just breaks it down in, in, in simple terms, yeah. you know, um, people get it because we're visual people. Yeah. When you go a level one, a level two and a level three, they're like, got it. You know, yeah. even right down to a bruise. Yeah. yeah. Spartacus level three bread, fetch the bucket. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And I mean, I didn't do, I, I didn't do Evil Dead, but um, same company, but right. uh, they, the bucket, the bucket got replaced, I believe by kind of water guns or <laughs> uh, don't quote me on this, but some kind of host. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing you've done recently, um, which you were, crowd makeup supervisor for was Mulan. 
Um, oh, and the Disney yes, thing. I yes. mean, that must have been a crazy experience. That really was. I mean, we, I went from Auckland to China, um, <laughs> back to Auckland, back down to the deep South Island. And you've probably seen the trailer of Milan with all the yeah. wonderful military stuff in the mountains. So, and so I was in the, the very hot heat of Imperial China. We processed around five and a half thousand people <laughs> through crowd. Wow. And yeah, and then down the South Island, I think there was up to, I think there was 40 of us in the in the crowd room, and it was quite the experience. We had um, these horse riders that you see are these incredible Mongolian Kazakhstan stunt riders mm. that were flown over. We had 80 of them. Then, of course, I had my imperial world with the beautiful woman and the imperial woman and the imperial men. Mm. It was massive. It was, you know, and the eye for detail, you put as much care and thought into it as you did with Ife, who plays Milan because it was so epic that no one, literally there was, you know, they didn't walk out the door of the background area without having a sign off, you know, like, right. yep, that's, that makeup's on point. Yep. That dirt, you know, right down to the dirt, down <laughs> to the riders. I gave the the new artists that hadn't worked with me tutorials on the specific dirts we were doing and specific man liner. And um, again, harking back to not enough level two, level two, you know, yeah, just yeah. teaching them, teaching them that language. So I could just look over and, and just thumbs up as far as up it or down yeah. it or yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When, yeah. when you're dealing with hundreds of people a day you, there's not a lot of time for what i call jibber jibber yeah no i can imagine that's that's a crazy amount of people to have to put through yeah so uh is there anything coming up you can talk about well i just finished the wilds for amazon prime right, um, yes. and it's 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 a 10 part series and rachel griffiths from six foot under and brothers and sisters oh, and cool. muriel's wedding way back then is our lead and she's a bit of a mastermind behind this social experiment and these poor young women there's nine of them get put on a plane and it crashes and they end up (laughs) and they end up on an island and it's it becomes a bit lord of the flies and it gets very dark i'm quite excited by it because one the casting is brilliant these girls look like everyday girls they don't look like they've stepped off a, a soap opera drama or out of a luxury makeup trailer been doing terrible things to them um, <laughs> they're on this island for some time so you can imagine that they don't have their luggage with them they don't have a hairbrush they don't have sunblock so you can just imagine what they're looking like after the second week yeah and i'm very grateful for amazon and, and our producers that really let me go for it these girls look like i you know my new term hot mess um <laughs> really did like look like hot messes but still a beauty in there you know because no one wants to see you know yeah um it is what it is we, we make television at the end of the day but peeling noses and and sunburned shoulders that look really painful and tan marks and all those things that we try to avoid that I was putting I was doing to them and it was one of the I can can actually say honestly um, these girls were all young and lovely and at the end of the day everything would be washed off and I'd kind of giggle after the first couple of days and say this is really the first job where you guys look better at the end of the day (laughs) coming out of the trailer than you do (laughs) than you do in it you know and sometimes crew didn't recognize the girls arriving in the morning if they had a later call because they were clean and they weren't burnt and right up until the last sort of shoot week we were still fooling people with people thinking oh no oh she's got a terrible sunburn oh 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 she's got blisters oh poor thing it's like it's like we're six months down the track guys (laughs) think about it 
<laughs> that's awesome. It's awesome that you managed yeah. to even foodling people on the show. That's that's fabulous. And uh, yeah, right. Even lovely Ed Wild, great name. Uh, our beautiful British cinematographer. You know, right up to the, he was coming to say goodbye. He was leaving, and then his eye caught one of the girls walking past the trailer. And he's like, he goes, "No, I can't believe I've just done it." <laughs> he said, "I just," I, he said, "I just thought she was burnt." I went, "Ah, gotcha." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, we'll end the interview as we usually do with uh, the same two questions we ask everybody when they come on first question is what tv shows are you watching at the moment oh i'm watching the outsider yes. jason bateman um such a good show so i love jason bateman i love ozark that's really dark and disturbing i'm really yeah. enjoying it yeah. um and i've just actually there seems to be a it's always a sort of a current theme genre but one called safe um right. that's, yes. that's shot in britain i'm enjoying sex education yes just so Gillian Anderson, so good. Yeah. So good. I've been very time poor, to be honest. So I'm looking forward to hitting my um, playlist and catching up with a lot of television that I haven't been able to watch because I've been busy on tropical islands and doing <laughs> terrible things to people. <laughs> yeah, no, there's so much around at the moment. It's an insane amount of TV that there is and good TV that's worth watching. Well, that's the thing. It's yeah. good TV and I love a period drama. I mean, I right. just, you know, I've got to shut myself away, I think. I'm looking forward to that in a couple of days when the rain comes to do that. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, big shout out to the Wilds and Sarah Stryker, our creator and writer of that. The writing is incredible and so bold. You know, just these girls that comes out, the things that comes out of their mouths, it's like, oh. Shocking, but amazing. <laughs> but you know, so so now, such good television. Yeah, and that that's an Amazon Prime series. You said the Wilds. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, do you, do you know when that's going to drop? I'm going to say maybe August. Okay. So yes, yeah, that's that's going to be one to look out for. I think it sounds really interesting. Yeah, no, look out for that because you know it, it's a demographic of teenagers. But I, you know, I watched. I didn't do the pilot, but they sent me the pilot before the script to watch, and which was very clever because I was halfway through it going, I want to, I want to do the show. I'm doing <laughs> so good. it was good. That was a good ploy. It was a good hook. Definitely. Um, so last question: If you had the opportunity to work on any TV show, can be something historical in the past could oh. be something present or can be something like a future genre what show would it be it can't be one you've already worked on <laughs> no 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 and I'm going to go back and I'm going to say back in the day oh I don't know something really cheesy like Charlie's Angels <laughs> yeah or The Love Boat just something ridiculous and fun right yes yes I, I imagine Charlie's Angels was an amazing fun to work on but, uh, that's who a good didn't choice. love Farrah Fawcett absolutely you get to around with that hair <laughs> yeah and the six million dollar man oh yes yeah see that's a show i mean that i'm they showing my back. i mean i was only a small kid but these are the hooks that got me i guess that that world of make-believe you know yeah totally and now i i always think the six million dollar man's one that like they they remake charlie's angels every like 10 years and they've i yeah. don't think they've ever done a, a remake of the six million dollar man as far as no I'm, and it's one... I'm sure it's out there i'm sure it's in development yeah i'm sure mind you but the... no right i 
I, I had the doll. I loved it. Yeah. Mind you, it'd have to be the $6 million man, I think, at this point, because $6 million wouldn't buy you an awful lot, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even buy you your eye. No. Your ears. <laughs> no. So, so they'd have to up, up the inflation a bit. But, yes. That's right. Uh, That's right. Definitely one that I think they should remake. All right. I'm going to let you uh, go and, and get back to your day. Thank you for spending okay. some time talking to me. It's Thank you. Lovely. Nice chat. Thank you, Dave. Hopefully we'll get to nice talk to again talk. at okay. some point in the future. That would be great. Okay, ciao. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.